Oh, snap. <laughs> How's it going? Grant Timus, is that you? That is I, that is I. Welcome to the Part-Time Otaku Podcast. That's Grant, I'm Dave. Uh, today we're going to recap and discuss Attack on Titan Season 4, Episode 3. It was dope. Uh, to say the least. <laughs> um, this is a good one, man. Um, I, it felt like such a weird episode... Um, I want to say for the first, like, 18 minutes, which is, like, I was like, where are we going? Like, is there, I'm cool with flashbacks and all that, but then the ending hit me, and I was like, oh, okay, we're going to have so much to discuss. It puts so many different things into perspective. Yeah, it was the, all, all the missing pieces along the way have just fallen into our laps after this episode. Like, the, you know, we, you know, it's like you said, there's been some you know, some breadcrumbs, you know, the whole Bertold and mm. Reiner along the way. And just the remain we have the full the full picture now. It's uh I truly I think Reiner's gonna go down as one of the most sympathetic villains. Oh my god, dude, yeah. In, I mean of all time. It's this if you can even call him a villain at the end of this, like what a one eighty they've yeah. done. Yeah, that's what true. A, antagonist would be probably be the more suitable, but yeah. Uh, but um yeah, this episode is really not just about, you know, just Reiner, but he's definitely, I want to say, like the figurehead for a lot of the plight or a lot of the confusion that all these characters mm-hmm. have. And he's definitely like the centerfold, like, you know, we're going to get into it, but I I remember at the end of season three, I was like, okay, I've had it with this character. I understand his role and I'm tired of it. Like, we've tr- we've killed him now like four times. You know what I, I mean? I agree. Yeah. And then, he, yeah. By the end of this episode, you're like rooting for the guy. It's like, oh my god, you know, how could I ever, you know, be so harsh on you for all this stuff? But man, he has really evolved. They did this really deftly, really well done. There's a scene, you know, what which we'll get to it eventually, but I leaned up from the couch, you know, <laughs> hands like you no know, elbows on my knees, like just. I just couldn't believe it. I oh, was dude. like, I, I it was so one of the most visceral, close moments you know I've I've seen. It, Definitely it was, okay. Yeah. Save that because I had one of those where I like, you know, I had the cat on me and yeah. the volume was a little low and something happened on screen and I knocked the cat away and I just leaned forward, turn it up. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I know. I wonder if it's the same scene. Um, yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> okay, so good preview. Um, I guess we'll we'll start going out going through the episode chronologically and how it started. And you know, I took some notes, but feel free to let me know if I missed anything here, Grant. I mean, I think we opened pretty much on a Reiner flashback, right? Just straight up his childhood. Galliard is there, he's bullying him, talking about how Reiner's only quality is loyalty because he's not the best at anything, really. That's more or less it. It's like you're not the smartest, fastest, or strongest. Very it's Falco esque. You know, yeah, Aaron-esque time. too, young Aaron. Uh, well, I guess not young Aaron, more like in training Aaron. Very similar to like Reiner at this time. Yep. You know, just pushing, 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 you know, is just not getting there. Dedicated um, and not talentless, just not nowhere near the top. It's just being out, outclassed by, yeah. you know, people around him. I did find, I really liked the storytelling. Um, the storytelling they did is this is... Like Reiner, the episode is Reiner like in and out of sleep and nightmare. 
so throughout good. the episode and like you know each each piece of his remembrance is like you know he, he, you we get a little bit it cuts to him now and then it, you know we get more and then it's just then you see him again a little bit later it's just the way it kind of flowed it was just very very cool the flow was really well done yeah. because you know if we had uh, an, an episode that was 100% flashbacks it gets a little onerous but they're yeah. kind of cutting it like you said really well yeah one weird thing I mean, this is like one of my favorite intros to the opening theme uh, so far this season because it ends, uh, that scene is like, you know, Reiner kind of getting bullied by Galliard. Then we see Annie has like dismembered a bug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she... Um, a little telling, like a little nod there. Like, oh yeah, this girl's a fucking savage. Well, did, it just kind of shows, because did she not, was there not a scene when like the, the female Titan was first revealed, like she was like playing and toying? Oh, dude, Totally. Do you know what I mean? I was oh, kind it was. Of like, a, no, I mean, yeah. At one point, she's uh, she's got one of the scouts on his string, and she's spinning him like a yo-yo. Yeah. Like, um, and yeah, definitely. Like, it feels like there's a nod to those tendencies, right? She could have just stepped on the bug. She could have just killed the scout in one hit. But it's like, nah, I'm gonna have fun with this. Yeah. Very. Um, uh, I don't think. I don't think sociopathic. Yeah, I guess sociopathic. A little be detached. Word. Yeah, Very detached. Yeah. But even then, we do get some more. Yeah, this if there's, it's not a, a bad thing about the episode, but there's, you know, I feel like we've been saying this three weeks in a row now. But like so much, um, not just content, but just so much, um, just exposure to the characters. Like just all the stuff we've read over all this period of time. Like it just kind of like just clicking. Yeah, you know, we're seeing these moments with Annie oh my God, and Reiner, and even Bertolt has a couple moments. They go back to like a couple references from like season one. That's uh, we're gonna get to that dude. Yeah, yeah. they pay some some uh, they pay some homage to some er- some of the first episodes out of the whole series are given nods to, and not just like oh maybe we could figure that out later. Like it feels like a lot of this was so deliberate um, that you know Isayama really had this in mind uh which is crazy to think like that he was thinking that far ahead okay but we'll we'll get to all that so uh right before the opening theme we see aaron like young aaron the first time he's been drawn by this studio as well so that was kind of cool and he's i think he's literally saying i wish something would happen i laughed at that i was like you know he's like i wish something would happen i was like yeah me too Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, like, we're and ready then, for you. Yeah, I feel you. And then, and then the opening theme, and then I think we jump like right into, you know, the the current warriors like childhood. So yeah. you've immediately got, you know, Reiner, Annie, Berthold, and you you know at this point they've become warriors, and they give you like a breakdown of each warrior. Is that or of each Titan type? More. Or well, less. that would that would be going further because we we do get that you know it kind of opens up to Reiner, you know, as being bullied by Galliard, but it also showed like we get some young Zeke. There's mm-hmm. even a, like a throwaway line from Zeke kind of very, you know, Reiner, like stop crying. You're going to get like, you're going to get me in trouble, you know, like kind of, yeah. kind of made a reference to like, if you don't clean it up, I'm going to, you know, and just, oh, right. you know, I like just as he was walking away, didn't stop anything. Because, like, also, too, like, Colt is kind of, like, significantly older than them now. Yep. And Zeke is in that same role where he's significantly, clearly significantly older than than the rest of them. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I wonder if there's anything to that. There's already kind of a weird mentor-slash-leadership yeah. role there. Yeah. I don't know if that was preordained because he was going to be the beast or not. Yeah. But but the, that role was already forming. 
Yes, but sorry. So again, like the one of the coolest moments in the series yet is this breakdown of the Titans, as you said. Like yeah. very. Um, it, it, have you ever seen the Usual Suspects? Yes. Or yeah, it was kind of like that. Like you know, you had the 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 lineup and they're breaking down, and you know, just it goes to show like how well suited like the characters, you know, like the, the people were to the Titan they were getting big time, you know, like there's a reason they're hand And this kind of went back to a question you and I had, like, you know, I think a week or two ago of like, what is the process? Like there has to be some compatibility issues or there has to be some, like proper compa- compatibility, you know, before they're chosen. Like there's, this is completely government run. I don't think any of the, like the kids get any say it's all the government chooses. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, like that usual spe- uh, usual suspects method of like introducing characters, in um, in a lot of movies and TV shows, I really hate that. Yeah, it really reminds me of like Suicide Squad. It's like, oh, you can't figure out how to actually write a scene that tells people who these people are. Sure. So you have to like set up like this corny montage with music and all this shit, like to haphazardly jam it down the audience's throat. This is obviously not that because we've watched 60 episodes of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we know who all of these characters are. You know, I mean, you know, they're slight, it's from a new perspective, but... It was cool because it felt like a legitimate mission report. Yeah, 100%. You know, like, because, it, yeah, it, it felt sinks. like in the world. Yeah. It sinks because it's it probably is a mission report. Um, just quickly on all that, like the, the animation here when they're showing the female titan... And uh, who we again haven't seen this studio draw, um, and they show the colossal, and they show the colossal uh, Titan's explosion, which literally looks like a nuke. <laughs> I was wondering if, because I think they kind of what, how I took that is it was the Titans were in a conflict. Like I think that was an actual fight they were involved in. Oh, you're talking about like the uh, like, like the, what you see on screen as they're I, describing each Titan. I think yeah, it go, I think as it goes from one to one, it shows like what they did in a conflict. Oh, probably yes. when they first yes, used yes, their yes. Titans, like because there's no way. Well, I think I, they actually say before they send them to Parody Island, they actually say, you know, "Oh, someone says, oh, they're just kids. Can you really trust them with this?'" It's like, yeah, dude, we've been shipping these kids off to war already. Yeah, like we've yeah. just been conquering nations with these kids. So I took that too as like. This is not their first mission. They've been using their Titans at this point already, at least once. Because I think there's a reference. Again, we're jumping ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Reiner makes a comment to Bertold. There's a there's a pretty you know dramatic and emotional moment between Reiner and uh, Annie and Bertold. Mm-hmm. And Reiner says like, "Hey, like you've had no problem using it before. Why is it going to be different now? More or less." Yep. You know, so like you know, or that one time you did it. So uh, I always got the impression they only got to use it once before they went over. Yeah. But. Uh, but that's when I clued in because when the Bert, when it gets to Bertolt about the colossal titan, you know, there's no way like he blew off and they killed their own men, you know, in that camp kind of thing. I was like, yeah, oh, they must sure. be they must be in a conflict right now. Like there must be some like they're at war. No, that's a good point. They've seen action yeah. already. Yeah. Um, the next scene is you know Galliard was the one picking on Reiner for not being special, and then we learn that Reiner's the one that actually gets the warrior. And Galliard gets passed up on originally. We sort of knew this already because of previous episodes, and we learned that Marcel was a you know was already a Titan or was already a warrior, but Galliard yeah. gets passed up on originally. Um, Do you think that's true though? Do you think because I, I have had some conflict I've, I've, of of this whole episode? The thing I've been thinking about the most is, 
you know, because there's the recurring theme of like saying I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you know, in this episode, mm-hmm. you know, of you, know, you can tell like the young Eldians, like they, even though they think it's with the exception of Reiner, like he holds it true, like very dear to his heart, but the rest of them all kind of realize like they are going to die, and mm-hmm. they don't want other people to die. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that mission report, they make like I know I know Marcel says like you know I talked up you know your mm-hmm. your pros and I t- also talked up like Galliard's cons, mm-hmm. but like the government would not listen. Oh, so like, you don't think that maybe you don't think that he had that much sway? I think he thought he did. Oh, I see. Because in that line, they say like you know you know the armor titan is a shield. It's you know it's it is a, a wall of defense for you know the titans. And Reiner's perseverance is the reason, you know. And we, you know, he's definitely got that. So they had yeah. a point there. I, so that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't think it's ever going to come back to it. You know, that could just be me, like you know, kind of drawn at straws on that. But like I said, I might be wrong because again, it's a recurring theme of like the I'm saying sorry thing. You know, like I was trying to save someone else from being a titan, and also this yeah. going back to you know Reiner. That could be why Reiner is telling Falco to to push for it because you know gabby's family yes that's that's an interesting take you know so far and we've seen very little of galliard yeah but so far we've seen him in action he seems to be quite capable when Mm -hmm. he was a kid he seemed quite confident Mm -hmm. and there are you know there are obviously cons with that but it it you know reiner as a kid doesn't strike me or didn't strike me at least the way he's portrayed in this episode as all that capable so i believed it that was my knee-jerk reaction yeah i was like you know they're they're kids but they've got insight and you know that they've got you know an opportunity at least to inflict their opinion on the powers that be but Mm -hmm. but i think i agree with you that we'll never really know um it may not end up mattering because of what happens uh with regards to the roles uh, for you know the warriors that we're going to learn about in a second, mm-hmm. um, they do head off to Parody, uh, you know, when they're thirteen. But right before we get into that, there's one thing I want to mention. Did you notice a lot of this? Like, I mean, you probably did because it they don't. It's not exactly subtle, but they do a lot of like Reiner, really reminiscing, and it feels so reminiscent of Aaron as a kid. Like, oh, gosh darn, if only I was a warrior, I'll be able to save everybody. Or I'll be able to reunite my divorced family, right? Um, Or if it was only, if I could only get rid of all those island, those devils on that island, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And for Aaron, it was like, God, if I could just kill all the fucking titans. (laughs) Yeah, it it just goes to show how, like, they're all victims. You know, one side has been, you know, brainwashed and indoctrinated into thinking one side of the story, and then the other side was kept in the dark for hundreds of years. There you are know, no winners in no. in war. You know what I mean? No, Especially for the all. people. And we get a little fancy about it later, and we get a little poetic about it later, but especially mm-hmm. for people who have had no stake in the war and they're born into it, you know, the, there are no winners there. Mm-hmm. Um the bummer, man, right before, I think this happens before they head to the island, is, you know, I think we only really learn that Reiner's dad is Marleyan, like, in this episode, right? Yeah, no, I think, yeah. Well, that's how the episode opens up, I believe, is... Yeah, his mom's explaining, your dad's Marleyan, that's yeah. why he can't be with us. 
Yeah, and his and he's just like shaking in bed, you know, like just traumatized. And yeah, you can tell he wants it so bad, and they uh, do such a good a job. They sh- do such a good job of just showing like the pain he has. Oh, yeah. You know, like he's honestly like the Marley and Eldians have it so bad and so raw. You know, like they're worse than second class citizens. I mean, they're you know they're <sighs> born into servitude. Um, there's a lot, there's just so much to unpack there, but we've already kind of talked about it enough. It's just that the show isn't letting you forget. And I think that's no. probably part of the point, right? Yeah. Is that if you're born a slave or a second class citizen based mm-hmm. on your heritage, um, that isn't like a quick theme we're going to give you in a quick one and done episode and then we're just going to move right along. <laughs> I do think they've been bashing this over the head for the past two episodes, like two prior episodes for this moment. I do think it's going to ease back a bit because I do think, I think the setting up the hierarchy of Marley and, you know, who's fits into what role and why they were given that role. Like, obviously, you know, like we're going to get to it, but like, I think we're about to see some, some action. Yeah. We're about to see some, you know, some collision between, you know, some, some uh, some old friends, but that's the vibe I'm getting. But uh, I, I, agree. I do I, I do think they've been setting it up to show Reiner's pain. Yeah, well, it's giving us yeah. all of this stuff is giving us a lot of context for the uh, conflicts to come, and it also is really I think meant to conflict the the viewer. You know, yeah. like now you don't really know. I mean, we know who to who we want to win, but like you know, we don't really I don't really want these people to lose anymore either. You know, like it's, uh, I don't really look forward to seeing, you know, people like Falco and Gabby get caught up in this race war conflict that they were born into. Mm -hmm. Um, Right before, you know, we go to the island mission, Reiner does get to meet his dad. And because he's officially a warrior. Do you think that was also a flashback? I thought so, yeah. Yeah, I think that was, like, had maybe it happened before, like, the carriage ride <laughs> scene where they're, like, you know, they're being paraded down through the city, all the Eldians cheering for them. Um, yeah, that was a bummer, yeah. man. Uh, so just to cover it, you know, as it turns out, his dad isn't, like, this guy that fell in love with an Eldian woman and couldn't be with her despite, you know, his plea uh, because of their race. It was like, no, this guy was a total scumbag that yeah. went off into the internment camp and had an affair with a slave probably mm-hmm. because he knew that he wouldn't be caught there <laughs> yeah exactly and she couldn't follow him back because no. she's eldian exactly and at the first sight of reiner his son he's he's immediately like, oh shit i gotta get the fuck out of here my family's gonna find out i'm gonna well, be he punished was, just yeah, for he, fraternizing with you people yeah he was like are like is she here are you here to torture me like yeah. he the sight of him is like, this is, you know, uh, Reiner, oh my god, like... Our boy needs W, man. Like, uh, And I don't think he's getting it. That's nah. that's the thing. I don't think he's getting it. Which... Yeah. So, you know, it, it ended like so many great estranged uh, relationship stories ends in that yeah. the person you're estranged from doesn't end up being everything you've built them up into your head and he's a total disappointment and it only makes it worse and Reiner probably wishes he hadn't met his dad at all and with that he's shipped off to conquer a nation (laughs) at 13 years of age unreal stuff absolutely unreal stuff yeah I mean do do you want to just plow ahead and talk about the immediate shit that hits the fan when they uh, start the mission this is what I really want to talk about because I got a take on this okay 
Okay. Do you want me to explain it first before you go? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jump into it. So they get there. I think they're there for you know two and a half minutes. I don't know if it was that quick, but they get there. They're clearly on the outer rim. They haven't infiltrated mm -hmm. a city yet. They're on the outside, and Marcel kicks. You know, uh, another one bites the dust, sort of literally. But we already knew this was coming. Ymir wakes up. You know, they wake her up, I guess, with their arguing and their bullshit. And she gets the jump on them, and she eats uh, Marcel. And she runs away. Yeah. And yeah. what follows is a, a fucking mess. So before we, we jump into that, I do want to talk about the conversation they were having prior to Ymir waking up. Which one? Well, the clearly the, the doubts they were having. That was what led to that conversation. No, I don't. With the exception of Reiner, the other three were all having doubts about the mission. That was my vibe. Yeah, Reiner called them out on. I know it was like it was the tension was drawn to it because Reiner kind of called them out on it. But you know, I don't think they wanted to. They were all kind of like you know, Bertolt was quiet as ever. You know, had you know chose not to speak. Um, but like both Annie and Marcel were kind of like you yep. know, kind of hinting at it. And I'm going to say it, I, I think Marcel killed himself. You think so? You think I he think wanted he a way out? I think they, they are really, really pushing this Galliard-Reiner thing. Mm -hmm. I think it might come to, you know, if, if it comes to it, I could honestly see, I think he was sorry he wanted his brother to live, and I don't think he wanted to do the mission, because he had implied that, like, you know, it was kind of like getting to that, like, the conversation was kind of going to that. I think he was trying to protect his friends, but I think he wanted nothing to do with what they were doing there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and he went down a hero, right? Mm -hmm. And he got a way out. Yeah. And as we know, obviously, you know, it's Ymir who eats him, so she gets his titan, she runs off, she finds herself in the scouts years later. Yeah. Um, but then immediately following that, you know, the question is, do we proceed with the mission? It seems like a majority know Berthold and Annie are like, I don't think so. You know, Marcel was the leader. Reiner's like pushing back on it. And they immediately come to blows. And Annie beats the shit out of Reiner. Absolutely brutal. Like, it is. The beating he gets. The beating is uh, was really well animated from an artistic perspective. Yeah, very gory. <laughs> and it was fucking the sound. Everything from the sound effects to the dialogue to the way they animate Reiner's like dead face, you know, for a second there. Like, oh, good thing he's a titan, because he's, she might fucking, if he was a regular person, she might fucking kill him. And even the shot of, like, when she walks away, and it just cuts to him, like, rising again, he just has, like, this... Zombie Reiner, white yeah, eyes. Yeah, like, like, white eyes, like, just, you know, that, that was, you know, that's where he snapped. You know, yeah, man. That, that, that was the moment. There's a, there's a, there's a line he literally says, and it feels like this is maybe the start, right? Like, yeah. there, there were a lot of reasons why... Reiner might be suffering from some kind of personality break or mental break or, uh, you know, personality disorder. But it feels like this is the inciting incident because he literally says, Reiner is dead. If you yep. need Marcel, I'm I'll Marcel. be Marcel. Yeah, that's me now. And going forward, you know, he's kind of, he kind of is the leader of their little pack. If you yep. remember back to season one and two, you know, he's got a bit of a leadership role over Berthold and Annie. Yes. Um... There's a number of situations that I remember, like in season one or two, we find out, but he, Reiner is the one that forces them to kill Marco because Marco heard them talking about their Titans. Mm. And 
and he's clearly upset about it. And he's like, hey, this is the job. You got to yeah. do it. Yeah. And then uh, at one point in training, I saw this on Reddit. You know, and he was like slacking. He's like, hey, remember what happened when you got here? <laughs> like, he's like kind of giving Annie the third degree. You're like, holy Whoa. fuck, man. Yeah, someone posted it. And there's this, it's like, no wonder Annie hated the shit out of Ryan. Or he's like, he's giving her the third degree. Like, hey, remember what happened when you got to this place? You don't fucking yeah. slack on this stuff. Yeah, hypocrite. Yeah. That's so funny. It's super well, but you know what? But he probably doesn't see it that way because he's like the new Reiner. Yeah, you know, absolutely. like he's yeah. a different he's person. Disassociated, and this does come back. Like he, you know, and then you know, and then when he snaps on the wall with Aaron, you know, in season two, and he yep. kind of reveals him and Bertold, he's like, you know, I, I don't know who I am anymore. Am I a warrior? Am I a soldier? Like, you can tell. There's uh, what, but yeah. go ahead. How, I just it, it blows me away that he, like, just the character is just opened up. You know, um, like I love the attention. So I love much. It explains everything. I just love the attention they're showing him. You know, because even like back in the day, like he had his moments. You know, and he was kind of like, you know, even like even Gene had like, and Connie had like more like star power for the lack of a better word. You know, like in the show, like yep. Bertolt and Ryan were kind of always in the background, obviously purposely. Now meant to be know. mysterious, no doubt. You know, but like it's it's just how the characters of and these like, two it, like this character specifically is developed now is and it just explains so much of their reticence you know what i mean like yeah it, towards the end of season three part two like no wonder berthold had a hard time pulling the trigger on these people in the past yeah like and then he finally you know is able to like kind of set his perspective straight i guess in uh season three part two but yeah man you know there's for one there's all the trauma that they grew up in for another, it's that knowing that they're going to die soon and they're on a mission. And for another, is you know, it's like being an undercover undercover cop for five years at a yeah. young age. It's like no wonder the guy fucking snapped. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting yeah, too. the The line in last episode when you know when Gabby and Reiner are walking and she's like, "Your mom's worried about you." Yeah. And it, it, it at you know, and it's crazy. Just one episode ago, you think it's a throwaway line, and he's like, "Yeah, I went to war." At, Came back a man. I came back like I came back, you know, a completely different person, and like could not have undersold that statement more. You know? Yeah, man. Like, he, uh, yeah, he, he put their his mental state, as we'll see, is completely dire. You know? Yeah. Um, what's crazy, and I love, I love this direction, and this, this really works for me. Is what's crazy is we see them kicking the wall. Uh, yep. which is in the season opener, or mm -hmm. the series opener. Yep. We see Berthold kick it in, and what's crazy is we see him come out still a kid. Yep. I was like, I was getting curious, like, okay, you know, just trying to line up my dates. Like, when did they, do they, like, kick in the wall and then slip into the city? What do yeah, they do? Yep. But, yeah, they arrive, you know, probably shortly thereafter, they kick in that wall. Like, so, like, Berthold's like a 13 or 14-year-old boy yep. when he commits this crazy, violent act of, murder manslaughter destruction whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. and as he's coming out of his titan he sees dina fritz's titan walk right by yeah and he has no idea obviously of the significance like he knew i'm sure that they knew that you know part of their plan was to attract more dumb titans or titan weapons i guess they call them now mm -hmm. uh to to you know really cause more mayhem in the city but uh, yeah, man, that that was crazy seeing the kid, the young kids, yeah, uh, do the attack. 
And then, anything you want to touch on that before we keep moving? No, I, that's that's pretty much it. Because that you know the it was also interesting too seeing like you know there's that there's another moment of like you know Reiner and Aaron, Reiner thinking back to Aaron in training, um, you know kind of just seeing himself as Aaron goes to the ground and like just trying to push himself and it's like ah like clear and but that and you know what too it's so funny because like and at I the, think sorry at the time I'm just realizing did they know yet that Aaron had a Titan. They, no, 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 no. None one of did. them knew until Aaron knew, right? Until the yes. audience. So that must have turned their plans right the fuck upside down. Yeah. Well, because is that not when? Because that is when Army starts noticing Annie snooping around. No. Yes, it's around there, and then Aaron, you know, in the midst of the attack, the second one. Yeah, yeah. Because they they probably would have grown up together in scout training. Yeah. And then Aaron really doesn't become a Titan until he uh, he you know sort of dies trying to save Armin in that attack. Yes. And then he becomes a Titan, and at this point he's known Reiner and well they, all the scouts, yeah. all the scout recruits for several you know a few years at this point. So part of their whole thing was hey we have to flush out the founding Titan. We know it's here somewhere, um, and they sort of succeeded. I just don't think they knew. What they were telling themselves, and, themselves and there's 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 also the re- the really interesting line of uh, Bertolt. He says like, "Is is the king really not like? Is the fountain titan not going to be used when we kick in this wall?" Yeah. He's like, and like he's just so dumb. You could tell like in that moment too, like they want this to be as over as quickly as possible. I I I don't think they want to be there. I don't think they want to kill all these people. You know, I think they just want to get the Founding Titan get out. And, like, you know, it's just... You can just tell how hesitant they were right from the get-go. And I guess that's a good way to kind of cap off, like, that portion of the, of the yeah. episode. But, um, the, the next stage for them is really recon. And one thing that we see is an interaction between two characters that I never would have predicted. And that's yeah. Annie tailing Kenny. Yeah. That was interesting. So, clearly, like, in recon stage. And I have two theories, but I think I know... Or I have a guess at which one is accurate. What, why do you think she's tailing him? Is it because we know that a different civilization, as mentioned by Kenny's, really did not like the Ackermans because I think like the founding Titan couldn't control them? Yeah. Or is it just simply because at the time Kenny was close to the king? Well, yeah, I think because he was like his cleaner at that point. He was he like, was very, the, yeah. yeah, they were like getting to know one another. Yeah. Okay, so you think it was just simply like Kenny was like, a known thug, but he was like had some connections with the king, and the, so the, and he tailed him. I, I did I, the thing I was thinking about. Like, how would they know that? I'm sure they have like you know. I'm sure. Do you think Marley has had people living in like parody for over the years? Like, I mean, maybe you know, like how would they have known that Kenny? Like, like they even know the Fritz family is still kind of like running the show behind the scenes. I don't. Yeah, I I don't know. You know, it was. I did find that very interesting. Or it, it could have been like. That also makes me think it's, you know, because they know the Ackermans are one of the seven families that are unaffected Yeah. by the Founding Titan. So that's a weird, uh, that was weird, but, you know, she at least has a couple of reasons to be tailing him. So she does, yes. he's, he sniffs it out, she takes a swing at him, misses, and gets the fuck out of there. Yeah, big swing. I, le- I love the line she used, you know, like it's, you know, like, uh, 
you know, are, you're my dad kind of thing. And he yeah, was like, okay, yeah. well, uh, if you are, let's see your hands. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> neither of them are fucking around. Yeah, no. That's wild, too. Okay. This next do you think she one? could have taken? Do you think she could have taken Kenny at that state? Hundred percent, no. No. Well, well, wait. What am I saying? She's a titan. So, yeah. do you think she would have dropped it if she thought he was going to kill her? I don't know what she would have done. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a tricky thing. Like you know, adult Kenny versus thirteen to fourteen year old Annie. You know, I think Kenny's got it, but she could, you know, she could uh, turn and, and give him a quick squash. I don't know. I think the best decision was getting out of there and keeping her cover not blown. No, for sure. I it just the the thought of it, like just the kick she made on the wall oh and God, like that the was dramatic. So cool. of, yeah, so well, so well drawn and done. Um, yo, this next one, dude. This next event got me, and it got the internet. Like inadvertently, I was seeing this everywhere, and and I still haven't really been spoiled. Um, I was just in the Reddit um discussion thread they have an anime only discussion thread that yeah. i read right after because it's such a fucking blast and Berthold, um the the three kids they come across this old man and he talks about how you know his family died in this attack by you know these dumb titans or whatever yeah <laughs> And he just talks about, oh, I, you know, I was like, a, I was living here and I heard a noise and I opened my window and I saw them. And I got my horse and I ran. Yeah. 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 Line for line, Berthold uses that story when he's explaining his background to the scouts in season one. Yeah. Line for line. He uses the exact same dialogue that this old man told him as his own backstory. And this next one is a bit of a stretch, but it's hard to believe that anything is a coincidence in this show. Yeah. So the next, you let me know if you think it's crazy. The next one is, you know, they pay uh, homage again to a joke that was in the series earlier about how Berthold sleeps weird, and they would use his um, his sleeping positions to try and predict weather patterns. <laughs> do you remember oh that? God. I do remember that. Yeah. Kind of funny. The clear sky pose. <laughs> yeah. So th this is the funny part is they do it again in this show. They show a scene of Berthold sleeping all weird. And I only know this because I saw, I've seen it on tarot cards and like I've heard of it in uh, the, a certain way you can go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And the pose is called the hanged man pose. <laughs> and then Berthold mentions in that episode, I keep drinking, I keep dreaming about that man that hung himself. And then he says, why did you know, why did you say sorry? Huh? Yeah, that that was another line too. I believe Bertold oh, makes a yeah. reference to. He says, "You know, the guy said I'm sorry." Yeah. You know. Also, like, uh, I don't think it's fair throwing shade at Bertold for that pose because I've uh, I didn't know it was called that, but that is one hell of a stretch at the end of a day. Oh, it's a great. It's yeah, a great, that's yeah. that's a good I've slept one. that I, way. So the when we when it was revealed that Bertold was the colossal titan, I did remember like about his his poses. Yeah. I always thought that was a way of them teasing that, like, you know, his limbs were too long and he had to stretch out. Oh, fuck. That would be that, good, too. That was all, like, that was my kind of take from it. That's cool. You yeah. know, and then when they it kind of... It could be both. <laughs> it could be both. It could be... That's the thing. Everything could be wrapped up into it. But I remember, like, seeing that again on screen, him having, like, a completely, you know, stretched out legs up and kind of... I think his arms were kind of crossed, if I remember. Like, I don't think his arms were out wide. Um... But I was like, oh, you know, like, but he hasn't been a Colossal Titan in such a long time. 
you know, but it could be like itching. That was just like my take on it. I don't know if that's factoring like that. No, I mean, I, I think self floor building one, I mean, it could be, but there's also, they've also shown us that they're willing to reinforce the same point, whether through foreshadowing or like artistic parallel or even just straight up dialogue. They're willing mm -hmm. to give the audience hints and alliteration in more ways than one, just to like make it things clear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like this whole Berthold using this guy's cover story as his own, they match the dialogue, and then they do a you know in the scene, they do the same frame shot mm. of the guy opening his window and he sees Titans outside, mm. and it's the same shot of Berthold's imagination back in season one, except for Berthold is there in his version of the story. I think that's guilt at play, one hundred percent. Yeah. So it's... anyway. There, you know, not, there's no way any of that is an accident. Like, it's frame for frame, line for line. Give me a fucking break. That's, like, amazing, just, you know, good planning, I guess. Because when you think about it, like, Bertolt must carry a massive amount of the Bert. And it kind of, you know, it makes sense why he he's was He's, like, the nuke. Well, he's the nuke, but also, too, like, he's he threw the first stone. True. You know, like, from, from the get-go. Like, he was the match. He was the match, just that started all of this, you know, and like, and like you said, like he kind of didn't really come, you know, he not, like, I guess like a come to Jesus moment, if you want to call it that, but it wasn't, it's like you said, until season three, part two, like he was kind of like conflicted, not conflicted, but like, you could tell he wasn't, he hadn't given in hundred percent. He hadn't, exactly. He hadn't like fully invested into it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Armin is able to get under his skin in season two during a conflict. Yeah. You know, and finally goads him into responding because the audience is confused in season two and so are the main cast, right? Like, why are you doing yeah. this? What's your motivation? And they're always so tight-lipped. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like, well, you don't know I have a lifetime of worth of reasons to be doing this, but I'm not going to explain that to you now. But finally, like, Berthold or Annie or, I'm sorry, Armin, you know, mentions Annie, gets an emotional response out of Berthold, and he basically says, like, Hey, do you think we want to do this? Mm -hmm. Or I think it's Aaron that gets him to talk finally. But he says, like, what good people or what people on earth would want to cause this much pain and suffering? You yeah. think we have any choice in the matter? Like, he freaks the fuck out. Yeah, loses it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, I think if anything, it shows the conflict going on. It shows that he wasn't... None of these people were born evil. No. Um, anyway, that was pretty dope. Um we come out of this long line of flashbacks and of all these things <sighs> to Reiner in his room about to blow his brains out. That was one of the, the him loading the whole lead up to like, you know, bullet into cartridge, cartridge into gun, lock, you know, lock in. And then, you know, I was... See the face. I genuinely thought he was going to do it. I really, too. you know. Because it would make perfect sense for him to blow his head off after everything we just learned. Exactly. I really thought that's where they were going, and I was. He was kind of like, "Oh shit, it's you know, that's that's how this is gonna go." Yeah, and then it's it's also I hate to say it, but people in captivity do this. It's yeah. their they they it's like their only way of taking their power back. Yeah, they get to quote make a choice for themselves, and that's pretty fucked up. But yeah. if you're Reiner and if you've just seen all the stuff of what has happened to him, I get how he winds up here. Yeah. And then, I think that's the point. That one hundred percent the point. But the one thing, the gripe I don't like. What are the odds of Falco standing right outside this room, 
I, I found the transition from him also too, like him pulling the gun out of his mouth. Oh, this is what I, I this is what I, I was know. referencing earlier. This is one of the most visceral, like the the spit still on it. The spit and just like the emotion they had on his face, like the, the shock sound and, and the, the terror. Voice actor is doing a good ter- job. The terror in his face of what he was about to do. You know, he has that moment of like, no, like, you know. I was like, I was shocked. It was one of the most visceral things I've ever seen in an anime. <laughs> like, I agree. It, it looked it looked live action, honestly. Oh man, I, it was I, so realistic. Yeah, it did look live action. Like when they're panning up at the and you see the jawline yeah. and the gun in the mouth, you're like holy fuck! Like, yeah. you know, Mappa I think is a studio doing this, and like they're really picking their shots. Yes, like they they seem to know when to throw weight behind a punch uh, for the seas the scenes they really go all out for. Yeah, that was sick. Um, yeah, Falco is a little bit. That was very uh, like ham-fisted into like yeah, it's a little convenient. Yeah, but you know, it's I'm fine with it. You know, the story. Hundred <laughs> percent. It made me laugh. Actually, I was like, it was such like a like a closer to that whole recap and history of Reiner and the like the previous warrior class, and then it's kind of just like, hey, Falco's here. You know, it was kind of just kind of disjointed. Yeah, but, and it's uh, also you know gives you know they did a good job in the previous episode establishing that Reiner's a bit of a mentor to these kids yeah. that he is paying special attention to Falco and he wants the best for them. So when he But sees, even then his line is, Oh yeah, I have those guys. Exactly. It's, it's such a weird but like it's just oh, think, it was so weird. It was such a very weird transition. It was like just the clarity. he had like a hundred percent clarity. I think he did, but that you know I, I know what you're saying, but I also mm-hmm. think that because of his weird fuck up, fucked up, like disassociative. I think he just switched nature, over. I don't know if he switched over, but I think it's maybe easier from him to context switch or to go from extreme to calm to extreme to calm, just a, mm. like throughout the nature of what he's been going through. Sure. Just because yeah, he's unstable as fuck. Yeah, that's a good way. May not be the first time he's put a gun in his mouth. I, I mean, I don't know. It's. I bet you when they came back from parody. But you had a moment like that. Yeah, man. Um, then we, you know, there's only like, you know, five minutes left in the episode at this point, And I'm like, damn, like, this was all great, but I really wonder where we're going from here. And then we get this third act uh, that's like five minutes long. And it's Falco stopping by that hospital. It looks like a trauma hospital. He gets waved over by one of the uh, wounded uh, Eldians. I think they were, what did they call them in the previous episode? They're like emotional Trauma, yeah, from expo- overexposure to war, yeah. uh, you know, bombs going off and shit like that. And it's the dude that had the uh, armband on the wrong. On the can wrong, I say uh, called it? <laughs> did you? I can't remember. <laughs> I I do. I I I don't think I said it was Aaron, which we find out it's Aaron. It's uh, so good. But I. They clearly showed him for a reason last episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, definitely. They also definitely had him not speak for a reason because I heard that man's dulcet tones, and I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, my boy, man, so good, such a great reveal." You know, we learned so much in such a short amount of time. We haven't seen him in how long? A very long time. It's he in, has four year gap. It'd be a four-year gap, and you can just tell, like, he He's has changed. changed big time. And they definitely hint at it, because if you remember at the end of Season 3, Part 2, I think there's a one-year quick time skip. 
and he looks a little bit older towards the end of season three, part two, in that mm-hmm. last uh, season finale. He looks a little bit more mature. Hair was getting a little bit longer. Yeah. And he was a little bit less, you know, after he learned the truth, he kind of mellowed the fuck out a bit. Probably, yeah. you know, deep sinking depression. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I remember they come across the Titan when they're on their way to the docks and he goes, oh, it's a fellow patriot. Just let it be. Mm. And then he points across the ocean. He's like, hey, like, if we go and kill all of our enemies, will we finally be free? You know, he like, he's not, I'm going to crush everyone, Aaron, all yeah. the time. I'm going to kill everybody. You know, I'm going to take my freedom. He just kind of seems kind of mature and sad. And this is that Aaron that we meet. He's also definitely undercover. <laughs> 100%. Um, which is fucking dope. I I wonder how long he's been undercover. Do you think he fought in that war? I don't know. This is the this is like the crazy part. It's like he's missing a fucking leg. But he's lost limbs before and they grow back once he turns into a titan. So he clearly hasn't been a titan for some period. Well, but also he can he can grow things back when he's not a titan. He's had his hands cut off and they grow back over time. Um so another, but did that? But did that not start happening once he turned into a titan? No, because there's a whole point in season two where Reiner had, you know, had accidentally bit off his hands, and Aaron can't transform until he's done recovering. And they show you slowly him recovering as a human. Oh, remember his yes. tooth grew back in season one. Yeah, like it's it it. So it comes back, but the the I think the thought is that maybe he's gotten better at controlling it, and he's like suppressing the healing mm. if that's a if that's possible. He must be while he's yeah. Maybe maybe there. they actually cut the eye out too because he's got bandages over there. Anyway, he's committed to the role. Let's just yeah, say one hundred percent. It's like a Daniel Day Lewis when he actually became a shoe cobbler. <laughs> That's how you get the fucking Oscar. Um, and Aaron's going for the Oscar. Aaron's going for like, the Oscar. He's yeah. got like some peach fuzz. You know, his hair is long as fuck. I love how. <laughs> It's my favorite thing this season is that's how they show time has passed. That, Everybody like, has a small mustache. Now. Everyone has a little bit of scrub, just like a little thin line. Like <laughs> that's another thing Ryder and Aaron have in common. Well, it, you know, those four years are like big puberty years, right? If there's a yeah. four year gap and they all have like four left, it's like what the difference between like 18 and 22 or something. Yeah, absolutely. Somewhere in there approximately. But yeah. So, you know, sure. Use your, use your scruff ability, whatever. <laughs> so, I think the first thing he says is, I'm here for emotional trauma, but it's a lie. And that's like, such a dope line. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, it's definitely a lie. I think the first thing, you know, Aaron has this amazing monologue that we'll talk about. But like, the thing that strikes me is that he knows that Falco's a warrior candidate and he doesn't, doesn't wish him death. So did you see his oh. eyes though when Falco mentions I'm to be the armored titan and Aaron's eye just like yeah. shifts over and you can tell I bet you Aaron's spooked out by you know Reiner has done some damage to him too you know Yeah man um it's it's makes me super curious the first thing I I took out of that is that Aaron knows what's going on you know they mm-hmm. had those books they read them who knows how long they've been here I think you know, I think the character we see in the hat at the end of episode one is definitely another one of the crew. My you would thought Jean. you would thought it was Gene, yeah. My guess is Gene. So Gene's there. Let's just say, if I'm right, Aaron's there. We got at least two boys in on the inside. Yeah. How long have they been there? How much do they know? Aaron's having a straight up convo with one of the warriors. 
Yeah. Maybe he'll get some intel out of there. Maybe he already has a significant amount of intel, like you said. Maybe he was mm-hmm. part of that war. Like, maybe he knows what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. But I think that the crazy thing to me is that, like, it's a total, the shoe is on the other table, which has turned. Yeah. yeah. Which is, <laughs> um, everything. You know, because, you know, we're talking about, you know, the Zeke and all these guys are like, hey, let's give it another shot. Let's go back down there and finish the job. It's like, yo, you've already been infiltrated. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you guys are gearing up to give this another go. Um, and just like how the whole series starts, we're already living among you, yeah. which is fucked. Yeah. Um, God damn, man. I, I loved I loved that knowledge bomb. Yeah. Or like, you know, I loved that. And I loved Aaron's monologue. Did you did you enjoy that shit? I, it's just, it's so good to have Aaron on screen again. You know, even for all those years where, you know, it's like you had said, he was so whiny and so, you know, stubborn and pig-headed for such a long time. And then like his character got good right as it was kind of coming to like a season close, Mm -hmm. you know, and now we're getting him older, you know, more seasoned, you know, wise is, you know, it's how wise can you really be when like you're, you know, you're doing clandestine, you know, undercover operations and like, you know, it's just, you can just tell everyone is so changed. The, yeah, everyone has changed. Like no one has been able to go back since like the light has been, you know, shined on everyone. You know, it's, I, like you said, excellent monologue, perfect introduction. I was wondering if Aaron might have lured Falco with mm-hmm. the, armband, the armband thing. You know, like, what are the odds, like, the timing of, like, Falco being there, though? Oh, dude, it was like, it feels like a ploy, right? You know. Um, he's in the intern, or he's in the Liberio, he's among all the Eldians, he's clearly, you know, he's among all the Eldians as all the warriors are returning. Yeah. They're all gathered in one spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that, you know, yeah, I think that was probably, we could probably assume part of the part of the plan. And uh, just to touch on something you said, I totally agree. Aaron is such a whiny little bitch in so much of this show. And that makes you appreciate the role he's playing right now so much more. You know what I mean? Like, him being so measured in his response... And how he deals with Falco and lures this kid in. It's because he's changed. And he's seen a lot of shit. And he's matured a ton. That is some very grade A character development uh, that they do in like four minutes. It's it's like you said. The four minutes is the key thing. Because it's clear it's concise. And, you know, clear and concise in, you know, they don't give you too much. They don't give you too little. You know, we get, you get a good reveal. It's just one of the best closing scenes in an episode in the whole series, in my opinion. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, and the content of the monologue is great. You know, it's it's more or less the theme is is perseverance and you know and war. It, yeah. You know, more more or less starts on war is bad. If everybody knew what ha- would go- went into a war and what it did to people, no one would ever start a war. And, you know, like, the audience probably is on board with that after we've seen what it's done to all these people. Mm-hmm. But he kind of keeps going, though, and he's like, yeah, but then again, you know, the, the only people that see an end to this stuff are the ones who persevere, the people that never quit. And it's, that's sort of the, the theme. And what's crazy is, like, it's tricky. I know, you know, translation from Japanese to English is, like, is one of the rougher ones. Mm-hmm. But he has this metaphor in there where it's like, you may never escape your circle of hell until you push through the doors. And for all you know, it may just be another circle of hell. 
Yeah. But, but you'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> unless you go through it. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like, that's kind of apt. You know, it's like, life was post-apocalyptic when we were on that island. Yeah. And it's, it is significantly worse now that we know the truth. Yeah. Um, and, like, he doesn't know if there's an end to it, but, like, he wants there to be, so he's just going to keep going. I would love to see, I hope, I hope, I really hope we get a flashback episode of Aaron and Co. coming to Marley. I hope so, too. Originally. I, I don't want to just... The, I, I want to see the culture shock. I want to see, you know, like, them coming to terms with, like, what could have been. You know, like, you know, like, it's... Because you know there's going to be some major, like, self-confliction, mm-hmm. you know, when they when they see all this. You know, like, who... And, you know, I'm almost wondering, too, like, if, you know... May, again, maybe I'm just, like, you know, thinking too thinking too hard about it but like they've been showing so much of reiner you know he fell in love with like you know fell in love but like you know he lived there for in parody for such an extended period of time you know had kind of in some ways fallen to the cause had made friends as andy keeps repeating him saying your friends are going to get hurt your friends are going to get hurt mm-hmm. you know i i wonder if aaron and them are going to come over and then they're going to start feeling something similar you know like are they are these people like they're going to be they're innocent people you know they're people that are not involved in the war these are people just living in slums i'm really curious to see like what the the political dynamic is going to be for the original group now that they're over here you know what i mean yeah i uh i agree because it's hard i mean it's just hard to imagine that they're going to have the same vigor of like let's wipe the the floor with these people yeah but at the same time like marley is not settling either, right? Like, if this was just to be solved between all the Titans and the main cast in a room, maybe there'd be some kind of peaceful resolution. But Marley's in the driver's seat, or they're cracking the whip. Um, And I don't really think we'll have that opportunity. So someone is going to strike. And I think that the main cast knows that. And, you know, they might try and beat him to the punch. Mm -hmm. One thing I noticed... um, or did you watch the preview for next week? I did, yeah. They really don't give much away, so I don't mind watching them, but they just mentioned that Tiber family again. Yeah. I also noticed that in that quick beginning in the, uh, you know, that in like Act 1 of the episode, when they give you the rundown on all the Titans, yeah. the Warhammer Titan is not mentioned or shown at all. Probably because they don't have red, like red. They kind of hinted that they don't have like, you know, readily available access to it yeah so i wonder if we're gonna see it in, i'm sure we'll see it in action i'm just curious um what we're gonna see from that family it's a whole well, new dynamic they're making reference to a family it must be passed down from family member to family member yeah if if they're like these you know rich aristocratic you know eldians and that again we had talked about that last week i'm really i'm really curious to see what how that dynamic is going to be we got you know we got a shot of some long-haired eldian uh, I think he's in a meeting with, is it, I think it's Zeke and McGath. Yeah, looking like royalty. Yeah. Fancy pants. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, a good a good line earlier in the episode from McGath. He's like, I, I don't think this is a good idea, sending kids <laughs> over to this island. And, <laughs> I know. And, you know, like, you know, like I don't like calling him my guy because he's you know, basically a Nazi. But, you know. He's, he's one of the uh, good Nazis. He's got, he has like a very, he's a soldier though. He has insight. You know, and he's like, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea sending these like, you know, 
they're about to like proper hit puberty and like their emotions are going to just be fucked, you know? (laughs) Yeah, man. That was a good one. Um, yeah, that, yeah. So very solid episode. Do you think, did we miss anything? Yeah. Oh, what was the moment that made you rise up out of your chair? Did we cover that? Was it, that was, that was, um, that was Reiner. Oh, see for me, it was Aaron. It was the Aaron reveal. Well, for sure. I, I was just in shock, you know, but I think when it loaded to him loading a bullet into the cartridge, I immediately was like, oh, Reiner. Yeah. No, dude. No, dude. (laughs) That's not, please don't. (laughs) Part of me wonders, like, you know, Reiner, I I don't think the chances of this are very high, but part of me wonders, like, you know, Reiner's been so conflicted throughout the whole series. It almost makes you wonder, he hates this stuff so much. Is there any chance he helps the Eldians bring it down from the inside? Like, he helps Aaron and crew? Like, you know what? (sighs) Fuck this. I don't think so. But he, he would, if there were a character built for that purpose, it would be like him and Falco, mm. you know, that were like, you know, the, you may be my enemy, but the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. Like, you know, I don't want to be a slave anymore. Are you saying that if I help you, I won't be? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know because if you had asked me that maybe like a week ago, I, I might have, you know, if at the end of last week's episode, or even, like, the, the first week, I might have thought that. But Reiner, he, I don't think it's going to end good for him. He's so back and forth. You know, he's the, this you know, for lack of a better term, the split personality he's been working with. I think that's going to come to a pretty, you know, drastic ending for him. Yeah. I don't think, I don't be... think he's going to have any salvation. I think he's... I think him pulling the, that gun out of his mouth, it was him kind of putting that to rest, and he's, like, back in. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, we'll see. But it doesn't feel like he's heading towards a happy ending. No. Boy needs a win. Um, really hope we get more of our main cast. I'm calling them that, but we haven't seen very much of them uh, in the episodes to come. There may be an episode next week. There may not be, I think. Hmm. You had the idea, you know, the reason uh, there may not be for anyone listening is, you know, holiday season, like maybe our guess is that like the network or the studio or whatever might just put a quick one week hiatus and delay this episode. May or may not happen. Uh, Either way, if there is an episode next week, we will watch it and record and get it out in a timely fashion. If not, Grant, you had the idea, maybe we'll do like a holiday episode. Yeah, just kind of like a year in review, you know, Um, favorite moments doesn't have to be stuff from this year. Um, kind of just, you know, what, you know, you know, we're, we're busy guys, you know, yeah, we, well, we're, we, we can't be uh, watching some of our favorite anime that are not attack on Titan, um, or just whatever else has been going on. Yeah. Yeah. We're, you know, we both, uh, the, the show kind of says it itself, you know, we, we try and watch anime when we can and when it's, you know, when our schedules permit and, uh, I, you know, there has, been some time this year where I've gotten some stuff in and I'd love to talk about it. So. Yeah, man. There are a couple shows that are definitely worth uh, discussing a little bit more. So, yeah. I mean, you know, if there's an episode of Attack on Titan next week, expect an episode of us talking about it. And if not, look out anyway because uh, we'll talk other anime and other forms of entertainment and we'll get it to you that way. Yes, sir. All right. This has been uh, Part-Time Otaku the Podcast. This was episode f- three already of Attack on Titan Season 4. And look out for the next one. Can't wait. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Later, Dave.
ไ